Welcome to La Jefa Experience, the place where moms in any stage of motherhood come to get tools, tips, and support to thrive as the CEO of their life and family. What's up, what's up, what's up, Hefas all over the world. Welcome to La Hefa Experience. I am your host, Rocio Cisco. I uh, I want to wish every father out there a happy Father's Day. Um, we had Father's Day this past weekend, and I'm recording a little late, actually, because of our Father's Day activities. Um, so I... Uh, I wanted to, to make sure that I wish all of the Papas a happy Father's Day. I hope you guys had an amazing celebration. You deserve it as well. Um, and uh, you have a very important role, my friends. So I uh, may, may you understand how important your role is and may you feel that you are truly appreciated and necessary in the life of our a family and your children. So um, yeah, you you definitely deserve uh, a day of celebration. You deserve more than celebration. I mean, you you guys do are your roles as a papa are different, may seem and may look different than a mama's roles, yet they are as equally as important. So that is exactly what I am here to talk about today. Um, I don't really hear too much of an open discussion on the father dynamic and how, uh, what our perspective is, right? As we enter into parenthood and enter into motherhood and how that all changes, especially our perspective towards our our partners, right? Our husbands, our, um, our baby daddies, whoever. And that's what I wanted to talk about today because I want to toss the, the father some love. I, I, it's very important. I've seen it in, in my own husband, the changes that occur. Parenthood changes your relationship. Parenthood changes uh, the dynamic between the mom, mom and dad, right? And it's a big shift, guys. It's a big shift. Think about it. I, I believe that most people don't see it that way and don't actually realize how big of a shift this is. So I want to toss the, the papa some love. They deserve it as well. And, and here's what I mean, right? Um, as far as, you know, how this occurs, well, their role changes too. As much as we feel our roles change from not become, not being a mom to then becoming a mom, their roles change too. It it may get stressful for the fathers as well. Here's the biggest difference. Here is the biggest difference that I see. For the fathers, for the papas, it is difficult for them to have the stress and have the, the loving, nurturing connection too. They didn't just carry this being in their body for nine months. They didn't just go through a, an experience, sometimes a traumatic experience of giving birth, right? They didn't go through the postpartum and all of that. So it's so much different for them because they cannot relate to us in that aspect. Um, 
And even furthermore, why I believe it's hard for the fathers to give compassion to the moms, um, especially moms of new babies. And and I'm I'm gonna start it there because how that was how that experience went for you, mama, whether you have a 13-year-old or a 35-year-old now, I believe really shapes your relationship or lack thereof. Because as we all know, the end result of not um, looking into that part of your relationship could result in a partnership evolving apart from each other and growing, growing apart from each other. So yes, I'm going to start it as a, a new mom, yet I encourage you and I encourage you to look back and see just how, you know, are you resonating with what I'm saying when you are a new mom or when, you know, when you had just had your kids and entered into motherhood and parenthood with your, with your partner. And with that, again, going back to their roles change too. For the most part, for a father, they cannot connect to the fact that it, it's basically just a shock, boom, all of a sudden, right? There is a baby in the mix. They didn't just have the loving, connected experience that we have. Because we we are on all ends. For them, it's just boop, here. And oh my God, freak, freak out moment, stress out moment, what do I do now? Because remember, it's their first time being a father too. They didn't go to father school, just like we didn't go to mother school. And no matter how many books you read, your experience is your experience and you're going to figure it out and you're going to learn as you, as you're in it. So, um, so yeah, I mean, that is the biggest thing that I see that I have also heard and um, and found out on my own of what the biggest change is for fathers. For, for the most part, again, like I said, uh, they cannot relate to the connection that we have with our kids because we made them, right? Yet they get the experience of, whoa, now this, now I have a family. Now I have a child in the world. What is going to be my legacy? What is going to be, how am I going to provide for this family and this child and my wife, right? It becomes this financial thing of providing, providing for your family. And that could be a big burden too. So what I'm, what I, why I bring this up is because when we don't have compassion for our partners for the papas this leads to all types of issues down the line that can potentially come up for us and that being frustration with our partner right we've got a shorter fuse with them because we don't have compassion for them and their experience we're just so focused on ours which by the way mamas i'm not here to say one side is better or worse than the other I want to say that up front. I'm not here to defend us or to defend fathers. I'm here to shed light on a on a man's experience uh, from what I have, from what I'm aware of, and from what I've um, discovered in my personal experience with my clients, um, with my studies and research, 
And all of that, I'm bringing that all to the table because if you've never thought about this, that is my purpose. My mission is for you to, to plant a little seed so that you can start thinking about this. Your husband, your partner is a human being too. And although we may still not live in a culture where it is uh, socially acceptable for a man to feel and, and to, yeah, to feel is the biggest thing, right? They do feel, even though they may not tell us anything, they feel scared and they feel frustrated and they feel lost too. Okay. So if you've never thought of it that way, I encourage you, I encourage you to start thinking of it that way. What is their experience? Right. And I'm not saying for you to be the only one to think of them and always think of them and to add more to your plate. Cause you've already got a child that you are um, thinking about, right. <laughs> and putting all of your energy into what I'm saying is when we can have compassion for our partners and when we can, um, be open to their experience, then they are open to ours and they can have compassion for ours as well. And this is how we create intimacy in our relationship is having, being open to hearing and, and learning about one another's experience so that we can have compassion so that we can grow closer together because not doing it just creates a whole slew of other things. Um, and that's what I was getting to, lack of trust, lack of compassion, lack of intimacy. Like I said, if you're not feeling connected to someone, you don't want to have sex with them. You don't want to be in, in any part intimate with them. Um, resentment, resentment's a big thing because we go through so many changes as mamas and we take it for the most part, all on ourselves, right? Um, feeling alone in the parenting experience, um, increasing conflicts and, and bickering uh, happens too. And all of that, all of that, because we lose this, our sense of communication and connection with this person. We are now engulfed in being a mom, right? For the most part, this is what Again, what I've experienced, what I have heard and what I've researched that we get so engulfed into being a mom and doing all the things. If you're a stay-at-home mom, it's your, your primary role is to be with your kid all day. And then your partner goes off to work. This was one of my biggest things my biggest uh, conflicts and my biggest things that I chose to work past was feeling the resentment and the envy for my husband just being able to get up and do whatever the F he wanted to do. He could get up, he could go to the gym, he could go take a sauna, he could go do this, he could go do that. Never did he have to tell me or ask me to support him in any way because he was just getting up and that was part of his day. And well, that changes mamas, right? For us, because we know that that's not what we do. We revolve our entire schedule and our entire calendar around our child. And if we wanna get up and go to the sauna and go to the gym early morning, we need to make sure that somebody's watching our kids, right? And that's totally normal to have that feeling of, 
ugh, why do you get to do this? And I don't get to do this. And I believe that is the beginning of the growing apart because we don't express that to them. They don't understand that that is a commodity that we lose or that shifts for us. Let me let me put that into perspective. It's sh- a commodity that shifts for us. You don't necessarily lose it. Um, so that shifting away from us really builds resentment because it is not the same experience that we have, right? So understanding that that is there and communicating it and and honestly bringing it to light would really, really help because what I've seen is that when we become resentful, then we become um, passive aggressive and that's what I've experienced. And then what I've also experienced and seen is when mothers feel that their, basically their word is their word when it comes to kids, uh, parenting kids and disciplining kids. And anytime father tries to interject or father tries to say anything, it's shut down right away. And that can't be good for your, for your dynamic. That can't be good for your relationship. Um, it's considered emasculating, you know, to some, um, I mean, I, I, that was my experience growing up, you know, like the, the women in my, in my surroundings and my family for the most part emasculated their men. Um, and that was due to a lot of reasons, right? Like a lot of reasons. Um, my father, for instance, was an alcoholic. And for those of you that have dealt with alcoholism and, and, have had alcoholics in your family, they're not, they can't be trusted. So of course my mom wasn't, you know, of course I understand now how much my mom lacked trust with my dad and, you know, rightfully so. Um, Yet it's a vicious cycle, right? When you don't encourage, you don't support, you don't um, uh, build someone up or help build them up, because it's also up to them to build themselves up, then it's a vicious cycle where they're just going to always feel like a failure. And this is where I want to bring this to light, because again, mamas, if we want to be supported, and if we want to be uh, have, have compassionate and get compassionate from our partners, so important for us to also recognize that their experience counts and matters too. You know, so when it comes to validating and when it comes to actually uh, working together on this, I'm talking to you, mamas. I want to give you tools and tips on how you can make this better in your relationship, whether you're just starting out as a new mom or whether, right, you didn't know this and now you are looking at your relationship, you're like, oh, shit. No wonder we've grown apart. No wonder we don't have that spark anymore. No wonder this, right? Like I I want to give you guys tools and tips so that you can, it's never too late, so that you can work on this. And here's how. Mamas, I, this, this is the most important tip. Stand up for the greater version of your partner. No matter what, stand up for their greater version. You know the kind of man that this person can be. 
you know the kind of husband that this man could be and that you married. You had some inkling when you married him or when you got with them. Uh, you know who they're capable of being. Stand up for that version. Because sometimes they even forget. And they're human too. Okay? So they can have downtimes too. There's ups and downs. There's ebbs and flows. And we're not the only ones that experience it. They experience it too. Remember, I was just going to say, we we have we can communicate more yet sometimes i've found that women can't communicate so if you're having trouble communicating and they're having trouble communicating nobody's ever talking to each other and and actually sharing their experience so stand up for the greatest version of them too okay number 2 support support and encourage your partner to step out of their comfort zone when it comes to parenting. For the love of God, do not do everything yourself. This is one of the things that I have noticed a lot in, in the beginning of my motherhood journey. And that's because I'm aware of it when I try to do something myself for, because for us, as we know, that is part of our nature. We want to do it all ourselves. It's hard for us to ask for help. Yet when you do it all yourself, you are enabling your partner to never learn this stuff. And let's be honest, it is your first time too. You don't know any more or any better than he does. You just do it more often. You get more reps, okay? Yes, it could be frustrating. Yes, it could be scary for you. I mean, for them. For you too, mama, okay? So for the love of God, stop doing everything yourself. Have your partner change diapers. Have your partner feed. Have your partner shower and bathe. Have your partner put them down for naps and bedtime have them do it as well. Right. Um, because then they're going to learn, have them learn along with you. Okay. It's you're less likely to feel resentful because you're taking it all on yourself. All right. Great. Number three, give constructive feedback. Okay. Remember you get more reps. You take the lead on this because you are, our mom, right? And mom will get more reps at anything than dad does unless the situation is uh, unique, right? Where it's you've got a, a dad and there is no mom or whatever. You guys can come up with all of the examples of a situation being unique that's not uh, a mom and dad living together and being married or, or having a child together, whatever, it give constructive feedback, mamas, because when you take the lead and you're saying, you know what, I know because I'm with this baby all day, or I've been with this baby more, or I've had more time with them. You take the lead and you let them know, okay, this is how I do it. And be open to their, to open communication, right? Because guess what, guys, I've expressed this on the podcast before, when I've given my husband constructive feedback, he's come back at me and has been like, hey, listen, thanks for sharing. Thanks for, for having my back on this one. 
let me, are you open to receiving feedback from me? And I'm like, yes. Well, what if we did things this way? And I'm open to it because I know he's got hit my best interests at heart. And if he has a, a, a feedback and a suggestion on us doing something that's going to cause me less stress and more happiness, why wouldn't I take it? Okay. So be open. I feel like sometimes uh, when it comes to getting our husband's feedback ab about parenting, mama's please share with me if this is not the case, yet we get defensive. We get super defensive and it's happened to me. That's why I know. So be open to feedback, be open to the flow of communication when it comes to giving each other parenting feedback. Um, and, and that brings me to the fourth tip is being open, being open to hearing their experience. And guys, when I say be open, okay, you're going to learn what this means for you. What this means for me and what I've learned is how Angelo, my husband, how he initiates the conversation. If he just shoots back at me with something, my initial instinct is to get defensive. Yet when I've realized that when he says, hey, babe, I got some feedback for you. Would you, you do you want to hear it? Are you open to hearing it right now? Or I forgot what I, I recently just told him, like, hey, whenever you want to give me feedback, I would love it if you said these three things first so that I can put my guard down. Because when you talk to each other about what your preferences are in communication, you're much more likely to get somewhere and not just start putting up guards with each other or you with your husband, because that's what we're talking about here, right? We want to help them. We want to help them be the best dad, be the best father. And the way that we're going to do that is by being open to their experience as well, because they're in it too, mamas. They're knee deep in it too. And although we may not understand it now, as long as you're open to understanding it, you can ask the right questions. You, you're more willing and more relentless to get better at this because no, and think about it. I just shared this with one of my friends this past weekend. Think of who in your life you have as an example of maybe the family and the relationship that you have always wanted and that you would love to have. And if the answer is nobody, nobody that completely has everything you've always wanted to have, then you, my friend, are creating and co-creating you're co-creating with this person, your partner, an experience and a life, a unique experience and a unique life that you have never had a model for. So think about that. For the most part, most of us, okay, I would say at least 95% of us are living, if not 99.9% are living in a unique experience with unique pasts and unique current presence, like presence and unique goals, right? So to, to base your experience and what you do off of past things that you've lived, it, it doesn't make sense. We're trying to do things the same way and we're expecting different results, okay? Remember, 
It's never too late for you to figure this out. If you're feeling disconnected and distant from your partner, if you're feeling resentment towards them because they don't get it and they don't understand what it's like to be a mom and they don't understand what it's like to have all of this on your shoulders, well, guess what? Maybe you're not understanding what their experience looks like either. It was never too late. And remember, before this child came into your, your lives, it was just you too. You started this life with this person. You started this life with your partner. You fell in love with your partner. Okay. Remember, it was you two before, before your baby. It will be you two after when they leave because it's going to happen, mama. Your child is going to grow up. Your child is going to leave the house and it's going to be you and your partner. How do you want that dynamic to be when that happens? Okay. Think, set your future self up and start working on this stuff now or paying attention, uh, attention to it now. It's never too late and it does take two to dance. I'm not saying you're, you should take on all of this stuff. I'm saying someone needs to lead. And if it's not them, then it be you today and then, and then stand up for them to lead tomorrow. And it's an ebb and flow. And that's how it's going to be. It's a beautiful dance that we get to do with our partners. Give them compassion, give them love as well, because that's what we love. That's what we want from them too. Okay. You must be open to trying new things in order to get the result and the life that you want. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, follow, or share the podcast with a fellow mama that would benefit from the message. I'd also love for you to leave a five-star review and let us know if there's anything that you'd love to hear on La Jefa Experience. As always, mama, you are worthy of having a healthy and fulfilling relationship and already have the power to stress less, love more, and be unstoppable. Go show the world and your family how it is done so they know that it is possible for them to do it too. Lead the way, mama. Have a great week.